Hi guys, welcome to the Mentality Podcast. Hope everyone is well. Hope everyone is enjoying the transition back into normal life, if it is normal for you right now. Today on the podcast, we have got Andrew Thomas, and Andrew is the director of the award-winning natural health brand, Better You. Better You specializes in the pill-free supplementation of nutrients that have been underrepresented or simply omitted due to our modern diets and lifestyles, including transdermal magnesium and oral vitamin sprays. After graduating in business management, majoring in marketing, Andrew went on to work alongside Michael Evis to go to launch a Glastonbury magazine celebrating his 25th birthday. However, that didn't quite go to plan or go ahead, but Andrew talks all about the lessons that he had learned in business and in life in and around that point. After more work with publishing magazines, Andrew joined Wrangler Jeans as head of retail marketing for Northern Europe. During more work with the marketing and design agency, Andrew was introduced to what would become his future while he was on a photo shoot in the US. Andrew had been an asthmatic since the age of 12. It was a chance meeting, the beauty of life that brought it together, but he had a meeting with Juan Rossello, who was a biochemist. This turned his life around. Juan was a medical professional working with a select group of major American sporting teams, primarily investigating the role that magnesium plays in muscle recovery after exertion. Juan educated Andrew on the role that an increased intake of magnesium along with a reduction of calcium would play in his condition, allowing a relaxation of the bronchial muscles and airways. The difference in what they were investigating was magnesium being supplemented through the skin called transdermal magnesium therapy. Andrew was touched by an immense drive to take magnesium to the world and share it with others who may benefit. Now Andrew hasn't taken a steroid inhaler for about 10 years. On the podcast, we talk about Andrew's failures and how he has let that shape him in life, but also in business going forward. We investigate why magnesium is so important for the body, whether that be athletes or people who just want to improve their well-being by enveloping something else into their routine, which they had never thought about before. We are also really immensely proud to say that Better You, this awesome brand, are supporting and sponsoring the Mentality Pod. See and hear what all the hype is about. Enjoy it. Good to have you on the podcast, my old friend. It's really good speaking. <laughs> I noticed, I noticed a little bit of a, a correlation or a similarity between me and you. We, uh, we both have dads who were involved in printing. Um, I noticed. If I'm right, <laughs> if I'm right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So my dad, yeah, uh, he, he, he passed away when I was 18, so quite quite some time ago. But um, yeah, he started, um, both my mum and dad were Welsh, and he started on the Western Telegraph as, a, as a, an apprentice. And uh, yeah, has been in, he was in uh, printing all his life. We, we moved over to Singapore for four years. He introduced web offset printing in, uh, on the Straits Times over there. Yeah, and then came back and, um, and worked for a printing company that no longer exists really called EMAP, East Midlands Allied Press. And we, and we uh, we lived in uh, in Northamptonshire, 
Um, yeah, and, and so uh, it, it's mad. But I just thought he was the coolest guy because he used to print the NME. Oh, so, did he? you know, the NME. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, what... but printing's great. So, Gil, what about your dad? I'm not sure what my old man printed. I think he was printing very basic sort of standard stuff over here. He never got to move. Oh, I never lived in Singapore like you. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he, he was sort of working in and around the factories and stuff like that and, and doing all that. So, um, yeah. yeah printing of... is great. I had, a, I had a publishing company once. Um, they... Yeah, I, I thought I was going to make it big in the publishing world. I never did. Um, it's, well, we need to talk about that, mate. We need to talk about that. But but, um, but printing, it gets under your skin, you know. It, I used to love going into the, the printing works. And, um, you know, the big old printing, the big Heidelberg um, printing presses. They used to print newspapers and stuff. Yeah. They used to print Angling Times and, uh, as I say, enemy. I used to love it, the smell of that ink yeah. and, and the papers yeah. around. So yeah, so I, I this is back in the day, a long time ago. I set up a printing, uh, a publishing company, and um, this was this was a long time ago when you know, men's magazines weren't really all that. Um, there wasn't much around. There was um, Arena and GQ, um, so a lot of it's like American style magazines. Then there was Viz, and there was no, there was nothing. There was nothing in the middle. So I really wanted a. Uh, a magazine that had a bit of fashion, a bit of sport, a bit of music, you know, a bit of film. Um, and uh, so I, I set up a uh, publishing company called Sorted. This was oh, like 20 like years it. ago. Cool, like, man. Five years ago. <laughs> um, but I didn't have the money to, to, to set up the, uh, to start from there, um, you know, producing the magazine. So I thought, well, I need a one-off that would give me good advertising and sales revenue. So um, I, uh, I introduced myself to Michael Evis, who um, is the, the guy behind uh, Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah, nice. And, uh, I went down to Worthy Farm to meet him, and um, we agreed that we'd set up a, a one-off magazine in Glastonbury 25. And it'd be the 20, it was 20 years of, of Glastonbury, and it never had a sort of a proper publication before, so I thought this would be really good. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was it, on paper, it was fantastic. And he, he opened the door and let me into um, all his, uh, all the journos, uh, backstage, you know, sort of stage crew, um, photographers who've been there since the 1960, you know, 1970, I think was the first one. So it was just phenomenal. And I just loved it. And I got this massive, massive tome of work. Um, and oh, just the, the ignorance of youth. And I just really messed with that. <laughs> yeah. we just, me and Michael had a fallout regarding some editorial ownership of it. And um, I really, really thought I could, I, I, was, I was bigger than I was. You know, humility is something you learn over time. Anyway, so the partnership failed. And my, I must admit, Michael was, was ever the professional. It was my fault. Oh. And I kicked myself. Wow. But anyway, so so, we never, never, never printed never published Blastonbury 25 it was 50 just, just recently but never published Blastonbury 25 and therefore never set up my, my, my publishing company but magazines are a different beast now yeah. and I wouldn't have been doing now probably I've been a success at that that's true yeah yeah. it's like well we talk about printing you talk about magazines it's, it's had to find another way to get to people and it really it's had to find another uh, direction because <laughs> it's 
they're not like it used to be and, and when you see a full rack of, of it and you go for the choice and you know like to say enemy and, and you say like imagine yeah. that imagine that what you could have created what were some of the lessons what were some of the lessons that you learned from that like just going around and and, and trying well, to get like out I there well like I say I mean, I've had a few I've had a few companies uh, in the past and um, as I say um, Sorted Publishing was, was, was my first um, that definitely taught me humility listen to people know a little bit more than you definitely um you really think i mean you set up a company because you think you can take over the world you know you, you've just got that that confidence yeah but it's got to be tempered you, you know need, you need a bit of that delusion that. don't you yeah you do otherwise you'd never do anything no. yeah, you know exactly. but, but then you've got to stop and you've got to listen you know and so it taught me a lot of that um you know and i've had a you know a, a design agency which was which was wonderful and that was that taught me a lot again about uh, about understanding what your customer needs. You know, it, it's again, it's the listening. It's the stop talking, so listening. And and there, you know, my customers were you know, some were blue chip companies, some were small companies. You know, but they all had a view. They all had a vision of what they wanted. Now, it might not have been what they got because actually, what they needed might have been something very different. But you had to listen to them vision because that colored everything that you produced you know you've got to get into the mind of your customer and again i you know you, you take all these things on a bit of humility listen to your customers needs because your customer drives everything and i think you know where i am now with better you you know i'm using a lot of those lessons now you know i, I entered this industry um gosh 14 14 years ago and uh, you know we can we can talk about why I started the company in a minute, but, but I entered really green behind the ears and, and not really understanding this industry and properly understanding nutrition. And boy, oh boy, do you have to listen to the experts. And there are some really clever people out there. You know, you're talking Juan Rosello, a biochemist who introduced me to the world of magnesium. Uh, Dr. Charles Hurd, who's head of pharmacy and pharmacology at Cardiff University, who introduced me to the world of sprays. Um, you know, they. I just really wished I'd learned more at school in chemistry. I hated chemistry at school. I absolutely adore it now. You know, isn't it funny how yeah. different needs? And you just have to listen to these clever people. You know, and, and they'll 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 if you're prepared to understand it, they'll teach you the world. You know. Yeah, it's it's strange, like what you say there. I've I've had I've had a, I've read, made a recent statement there. I used to um, not acknowledge performing arts at school I never used to think you know I was always on the rugby field or always sort of playing football or playing cricket or anything um, and obviously being the sports you know you can imagine the sports stereotype didn't really cross into performing arts when you're younger um, and as I've been doing a few little bits of acting here and there now I'm like flip imagine if I, how much of a, a head start I would have had if I'd have gone into them and started doing it and having a laugh with it um, it's, it's, it's yeah it, you sort of get to an age where you're like oh, I, could have, I could have took more of that in and, and, and sort of listened a bit more about that um, so it's funny and, and I guess but it's that encouragement isn't it yeah when, you, when you're young which you, you must have had you know certainly from, from you know an athletics point of view I mean you, you don't get to the level you, you play and perform without having that early encouragement. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's the, the encouragement, and I guess it's like the time, like, it's like like the 10,000 hours rule, isn't it? It's like you need the time on the field, you need the time practising. And, and I guess if I were practising 
Shakespeare back then more than um, practicing scoring tries. It'd have been a bit of a different story. Um, so I <laughs> guess it's time, yeah, time to learn now. Time to learn now, which I guess is a bit what you've done, Andy. Um, and 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 touching on on that the the, the part with the Glastonbury and, and trying to set up that that mag. Um, you've got a massive background in marketing. Obviously, I think that's the the degree that you did you did and you studied. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. and you you went on to work for Wrangler. Can you tell us a bit about that That's and some of the, the, the episodes in that? Oh man, that, that was that was just the best time. So I when when I when I was a failed publisher, I started thinking because you know people because I, I I talk a lot at entrepreneur seminars and uh, I'm part of founders for schools where you know you talk to young entrepreneurs about growing. I still think I'm a bit of a fraud because I'm sure I've spent more time working for somebody else than I have for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Wrangler was one of those times when um, I think I, I failed a job for Pedigree Pet Foods and somewhere else. You know, I just I, my uh, I just didn't get through the interviews. And I thought, God, I'm going to be unemployable now. Uh, and then I was I was uh, I got the job at Wrangler Jeans. Uh, they were based in uh, Nottingham, right. just outside Nottingham their UK offices. And I was their um, retail marketing manager. And I just loved it. The whole idea of, of cowboys yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the heritage. You know, they were the first, uh, they were the proper sort of cowboy gene. They're, 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 they're typical, they're, they're, they're sort of their iconic gene is the 13 MWZ. Mm. Uh, it's, it, was, it was the 13 design prototype for a male um, uh, Western uh, zip jean pocket, uh, and it had it had felled out seams, which means when the when you join the fabric, when you join the denim, uh, if you if you look at your jeans now, you'll get you'll have um, you'll have sort of like a, a ridge on the inside, right? Okay, where where the, where the sort of the denim um, overlocks. Well, Wrangler don't have that; they've got a very smooth inseam, and that's because cowboys are in the uh, in the saddle. All the time, you know, and um, uh, it, it's it's just it's just quite weird. And I just love the honesty and the heritage of this cowboy brand. And I thought, yeah, it's a bit hokey because Levi had taken the, uh, you know, stolen the um, mm. uh, stolen the show in the eighties, really. And Wrangler were very much on the back foot. And I thought, I love the challenge. Yeah, yeah. So I was retail marketing for the UK. And then I was head of retail marketing for um, Europe and uh, then international marketing manager. And I, I just I just really loved it. So I loved my time there and um, I grew to love uh, my trip to America. And in fact, it was on a trip to the States. Um, uh, I was on a photo shoot. Um, I, was, I was filming uh, a rodeo for a cinema campaign called Eight Seconds on Tank. And... Um, it just, just awesome. I mean, these guys. I mean, talk about athletes. You know, there's nothing to them. Just really sinewy, just young guys. Just, I mean, they're just holding on to a two thousand pound Brahma ball. You know, they've got a pair of leather gloves and a rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, they you know? and they treat their, you know, their jeans as body armor. Protection, a lot of protection. Yeah. You know, so they, you know, you, you know, we think something just as casual as a pair of jeans. Um, you know that uh, you know they, they they take it very seriously, and that again I really appreciated the integrity of a brand and the product. And I suppose Wrangler could have been cooler. Um, I failed to make them 
cooler on the sort of global fashion market, certainly. But there was a call to sort of lose the heritage. You know, I remember talking to the uh, the team in Italy, and they said, "Look, you know, forget about the bull, forget about the 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 the, the, the rodeo riders, you know, forget about the horse. It's vespers. You know, you've got to talk to the young now." I'm thinking, I get it, and I I can absolutely see why. But you start ignoring your heritage, mm-hmm. you start ignoring who you are and what makes you different. You suddenly become sort of this wannabe brand, mm-hmm. you become like everybody else, and you're sort of I don't know, you're dismissing a value that your customers place on it. You know, people yeah. buy Wrangler jeans um, because they want the heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, if they wanted, you know, a cool fashion jean, they wouldn't buy Wrangler jeans yeah, necessarily. That's true. that's true. You know. So you've got to be honest with yourself, and uh, and you know it taught me a lot about that. Um, and, and when I when I left Wrangler Jeans, um, uh, the reason why I left was because um, I uh, I met this guy, Juan Rosello, uh, biochemist, uh, and I was on this photo shoot, and I was in a bar restaurant with the, with the crew, and you just get talking to people, and this guy, the mad professor, hair, you know, hair everywhere, yeah. and he's a Spanish. Mad as a bag of frogs, he was. And we just got talking. <laughs> I just found him the most fascinating guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, we used to get it. You yeah. gravitate to these sort of yeah, people, yeah, don't you? Yeah. And, um, and he said, uh, oh, these, you know, these great people sometimes get you to talk. And I was telling him about my asthma. and I'd been an asthmatic since the age of 12. And um, so I'd been on steroid-based inhalers for as long as I can remember. Right. And, you know, like most things like that, you, you, you form an emotional bond to your medicine or whatever it might be. And so um, I'd never go anywhere without my steroid inhaler. It becomes part um, of you, doesn't it, I guess? It does, yeah. it does. And, you know, and it's awful. Anybody who's, who has you know, respiratory problems or asthma will know that uh, it's, it's, you know, it's sort of scary, and you scare yourself because you get a shortness of breath, but you don't always recognize it. And then that shortness of breath, means that you, um, you know, you impede oxygen intake. And so there's less oxygen in the body and less oxygen to your brain. And you start to get these panic attacks. Mm. And then you suddenly realize what's going on. And then the panic sets in. And unless you've got your inhaler, you know, it's this downward spiral. And it's pretty scary. It's awful. Mm. So I had this and, um, and he was going, well, you know, what level of magnesium are you taking? I said, well, magnesium what you know this is all new to me he said well you need to lower your calcium intake he said I, you have a typical western diet he said I, I get it you know you have high dairy probably no no it was certainly no magnesium supplementation but low magnesium intake in your diet processed foods no organic i said yeah probably right and he said well look it's simple elevate your magnesium levels lower your calcium intake um and start from there and it, as we got talking, he told me that he had real difficulty elevating magnesium levels in sports, um, you know, in athletes. And he was working over there in the States with a number of sports, um, with a number of athletes and professional sports teams. And one of them was Miami Dolphins. You know, so a name I knew, a massive. And he said, look, you know, we can elevate most minerals, but magnesium is just really difficult it seems to be a mineral that you need to graze and you know, get gradually over time. With dark green veg is a good source of magnesium. He says, you know, the American way is a big bolus dose, a big single dose straight in. He said, that doesn't work for magnesium. As a natural relaxant, 
you then take a big load of magnesium, just just passes through the body. Um, and it's, if it's a big enough dose, you'll have a sort of laxative effect. So he said a little bit often. And he said uh, the one way that he's found to elevate magnesium was through the skin. And he found a form of magnesium, because all magnesium comes in a compound form. There's so many. It's magnesium oxide, citrate, sulfate, malate. So magnesium chloride was this form he found. Um, it basically evaporated seawater. And in a liquid form, a brine form, you rub it into the skin and you absorb the magnesium that way. And magnesium is wonderful for muscle relaxation. And I know, Stevie, you know, you're, you're well aware of the importance of magnesium. But it, it, it has almost an immediate effect. And he said, look, um, I've been using this for the last few months. And he says, we're having dramatic effect. I'll drop um, a litre bottle off at your hotel. So the next morning at reception, there was this litre bottle of magnesium oil, as, 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 as we ended up calling it. Uh, magnesium chloride hexahydrate, it was. And so I took it home, and I was pouring it into my hand and applying it, as he told me, onto my shoulders. It's where I keep my stress. Shoulders, upper arm, chest area. And I just thought, after about a month, you know, I'm feeling more limber. I'm feeling more flexible. I'm sure I'm not using my inhaler as much. I'd run out of this liquid. And so I called Juan and said, um, I don't know whether it's just this placebo effect, yeah. whether it's just in my head, psychosomatic or what. I don't know. But I really do feel better. Um, and I'm wondering whether um, you could tell me where to buy some. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. And he said, well, it's not commercially available. Basically, a mine, a magnesium mine in northern Holland, had sent samples out to sports scientists and professors and GPs around the globe. The vast majority of these samples had gone straight into the bin. Um, but they knew they had something incredibly pure because the vast majority, well, all of the magnesium that this, this mine extracts goes straight into um, construction. And if you're building a skyscraper and you're adding magnesium, which is a frost-proofing and fireproofing for cement, uh, you're adding that. You need to know what's in there for the structural integrity of the building. So they, they knew the chemical footprint or fingerprint of this magnesium chloride probably to a far greater extent than than we do for medicines or um or certainly for the health industry for supplements and they knew they had something very special and as i say the vast majority of these samples got sent into the bin um juan used his saw the benefit he's a very clever guy he got the science immediately um, gave it to me. So I, I went, right, well, what do I do? And he said, well, if you're serious, then Andy, fly over to the mine, go and see them. And so yeah, I'm thinking, okay, um, what do I do here? Another to another and to I, the story that. Yeah. And I thought, and I thought, yeah, okay, let's do this. So I got on a flight and I flew over to a place called Vindam in Northern Holland. And I met two of the mine managers, one called Bert and one called Dave. It sounds like some Characters have a Muppet show. Yeah. Um, both, <laughs> both geologists, again, fascinating guys. And they talked me through the mine, uh, which was part owned by the government, part owned by this private company called Nedman. Uh, in Holland, anything about three meters underground is part owned by the government. And they knew they had something very special. They took me to the mine. The extraction process is not like, a, you know, you imagine a, a pit miner mining coal. Um, this is a seam of, of, of magnesium chloride that's a mile underground, and they use um, a straw 
in effect, they drill down and they put a a two-layer straw down and they pump spring water down a mile. It turns this crystalline magnesium chloride solution into a liquid and then the inner tube then sucks it back up. It's a really, really fascinating process. And when it comes back up, um, it, it's, it's basically this magnesium chloride, it's pure state, with spring water. And that's, that's what it is, basically a, like a brine, like evaporated um, seawater. And, um, and, and I just thought, that's it. And they said, that, that's it. And that's what we bottle. I mean, our magnesium, our, our magnesium oil, which, which, is, which is the first product that, that I, uh, I produce, uh, is that. It's just magnesium chloride mixed with spring water in a bottle. I mean, you couldn't get more simple than that, but it's the form of the magnesium. And this seam, basically, was from a sea called the Zechstein Sea, which is why it's, um, we, we call it Zechstein inside. Zechstein Sea, which is a landlocked sea about 250 million years ago. This is a Zechstein was actually a, a period, an era. Um, and it was landlocked. And it stretched from Yorkshire. Um, in fact, I think there's, there, there's an, an entrance to a salt mine just outside Batley. Right. Uh, and I tried, to get, I tried to get it opened. Uh, try, it's not try, commercially. Take your siphoning straw over there and <laughs> take it to Batley. <laughs> Better you needs a mine is what I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know the Vic- Victorians got this. You know where you'd breathe in the magnesium crystals. You know they'd go into salt mines and sit there and breathe it in. And you know it's the magnesium element, the relaxation element of of salt crystals, which were which were helping bronchial problems and respiratory problems. So yeah, it, it was really interesting. And so it stretched from, from, from Yorkshire to the German-Russian border. It's a big, big sea, landlocked. And at that time, uh, the elliptical path of the world was slightly different now. We, we, we flew a little bit close to the sun. It, it superheated the Earth. And so this sea, basically over a period of a few you know, tens of millions of years, evaporated. And when you evaporate seawater, you get a number of different salts. The first salt you get is sodium chloride, so salt, you know, the same same salt as you put on your chips. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of moisture in that, and you evaporate that, and then you get what's called Epsom salts, or magnesium sulfate, which is, which is great. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people use that in baths. Uh, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's good if you ingest it. Um, it's very, very difficult to elevate cellular magnesium just with Epsom salts. It's good for skin softening. Um, you have to take a lot of it. Um, but you... Keep on evaporating that, and you get a final salt. And this salt's called bischofite, or magnesium chloride. And that is quite volatile. It's got a very, very weak bond between the magnesium ion and the chloride. Um, which, and that weak bond is really, really important, because that weak bond means that it can separate very easily, and the magnesium ion can then be absorbed by the body. So that's why it's very absorbable from the skin, and if you drink it or, 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 or ingest it in some way, yeah, then the magnesium ion will be released very, very quickly. So it's, it's, it's for me, it's, 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 um, it's the really only um, magnesium compound that I would use uh, to elevate magnesium levels. There are a number of others. A malate is a good one as well. Um, citrate people use. You have to ingest it. You know, you won't go through the skin. You have to ingest it. And you have to be careful, too much in one go can have a laxative effect. 
So it's a little bit often is the best way with magnesium. But really the fastest way and the most uh, effective way um, is to apply the chloride onto the skin. A little bit often after a shower onto clean skin, before night, before bed, um, certainly after uh, exercise, you know, when your, your muscles are shot, you know, get that magnesium on there, massage it in. Um, yeah, it, it's, and so that's transformed my life. It, it, and it means for over 10 years now, I've um, not had my steroid inhaler, so I'm asthma free. Um, so that it's, you know, it, that's, that's why powerful, I'm so evangelical. Yeah, I'm evangelical about it. I mean, it's transformed my life. So I've still got my old inhaler, my last inhaler, which, uh, which you know, I had a look at its best before end of 2010. Yeah. So that's, you know, that, that was my, that was my, that was my crutch then. That's what I really wow. needed. And I don't, I don't need it anymore. Magnesium's become part of my life. Um, from a health point of view, but it, it's, it's my business. It's, it's, it's everything. Yeah. And, and that obviously there's, there's differences there. I know you mentioned Epsom salts. So I think that is oh. sort of like a, a common comparison to make in it. Like, obviously I think yeah. when we f- first started being introduced to better you and the bath salts and stuff, it was like, is it the same as Epsom salts or there's, there's other brands and that, that do that. But obviously, yeah. as you mentioned, it's not. No. And you have, um, you know, it, it's as I say, it's all about it's something in um, in uh, mineral chemistry called the stability constant, which is basically the strength of the bond. Uh, back in the day, because uh, we've done uh, a clinical trial with uh, a, a wonderful uh, a, a wonderful doctor called uh, Dr. Jeremy Nightingale, who's head of um, head of gastroenterology at uh, or was he's retired now head of gastroenterology at St. Mark's Hospital, part of Northwood Park Hospital in, uh, in Harrow, North London. He actually approached me um, uh, to, to do the clinical trial, which is an unbelievable honor. Um, and, and what I found out was, you know, back in the day, and we're not talking actually too long ago, we used to give uh, patients magnesium oxide as uh, an oral supplement because it has the highest level of magnesium in it. So if you look, imagine the compound, you've got the oxide element and the magnesium element, then 60% of that compound is magnesium, elemental magnesium. So you'd think, well, use that, obviously. But again, it's, the, it's, this, it's this stability constant, which is, which is really important. The bond is so strong, you just can't access, the body can't access the magnesium ion. So although you're taking a lot of magnesium in, it's so bound to the compound, it passes straight out. You know, it'll take you an eon to elevate your cellular magnesium levels using magnesium oxide. And so that started them thinking. So then you're looking at, well, you're looking at compounds with maybe lower levels of magnesium, but a weaker bond. And that's where, you know, sulfate is, is, is not bad. Malate or citrate, not bad. But when you're getting the lowest level, you know, it's almost, it's almost, um, it's almost nil, you know, this bond between the magnesium um, ion and the, the chloride. And in fact, if anybody has, um, has, has had um, tried a magnesium flake bar, if you look at the magnesium flakes, you put them into, you just put them on the table or at the side of your bar, and you'll see, see they start to weep after a while. And that's basically them converting back into uh, the liquid form. Um, you leave them long enough, you leave them a few hours, there'll be a little pool of water. You know, the next day, that will be gone. That will just be water. They're that volatile, which means, you know, that magnesium ion is just so readily available. Um, so, yes, so Epsom salts, 
you know, it's they're great, and uh, you know, there's there's a number of um, Victorian spas that use them, and you do enough of it, you know, you need to do it a lot. You will start to elevate magnesium, definitely. Um, but it, it'll take a long time. Yeah. It's more of a skin softener. It's lovely for the skin. And it's just, you know, a warm bath is relaxing anyway. So a warm gar- bath with magnesium, uh, Epsom salts, you know, will, will, be, will, will be effective um, for relaxation. A bit like um, Himalayan rock salt. But, you know, again, Himalayan rock salt, it's sodium chloride. It's salt. Crush it up, you put that on your chips. You know, it's about the access to magnesium. And the only way to get mag- uh, relaxation and magnesium elevation is using magnesium chloride. Right, and and obviously, I, I mean, I've I've linked up with you guys again, and um, I've I've founded you again um, after you've done a lot of work with rhinos. You've done some work with Huddersfield Giants as well, um, yeah. but I've got a specific need uh, for magnesium. I think because it's help, it's meant to help with migraines. Is it? Um, That's yeah, yeah. And I've, obviously, I've got concussion now, so I'll have flashes of migraines at this point. Um, through the day, um, but they were bad. Um, and I've just, I've well, my friends are go on, mate. Yeah, they're, they're not no. great, they're not great, they're not great, they're not fun at all, to be no, honest. No, no, I'm no, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, yeah, headaches and migraines. Well, so magnesium is is, is known as uh, nature's relaxant, so it's the antithesis to calcium. So, whereas calcium will stiffen you, yes, it strengthens bones, increases bone density. Um, but, but it stiffens you. Magnesium is your relaxant. So, so when a muscle contracts, basically, if you imagine a muscle, um, a muscle cell, okay, there's a nucleus in the center, magnesium on the inside. When that muscle needs to contract, then um, cell walls will open and calcium enters the cell. A chemical action happens and that muscle contracts, okay? It's the magnesium in that cell that then pushes the calcium out of the cell, and then that muscle relaxes, and the cell regenerates itself. And that happens millions of times during the day. It happens with brain cells, nerve cells, etc., muscle cells. Um, but the thing, about, the thing about a migraine is that um, often it's, it's linked to higher levels of calcium, and calcium that's not in the bone the calcium that settles in soft tissue, and you get it as calcium plaque around arteries and blood vessels, in particular in the muscles. And so, you know, when I was applying magnesium originally, I was applying it up here. I used to have so much stress here. And I find that with, mag- uh, with uh, migraine and, and headache sufferers, a lot of the tension starts here. You'll only know about the migraine when it starts to get in your head and your temples and do, do you have, uh, is, is yours an aura migraine? migraine do you get the, the light? Is light so I've had light, light sensitivity, yeah, that's one part of it. Um, that's getting better, that's slowly improving. Um, and then the migraines have been sort of like, I think they're getting better now. Like I was having sustained periods of them, you know, like two hours here, two hours later on and stuff like that. And now it's sort of like a flashing, sort of tended to be a flashing thing. Um, wow. and, and uh, yeah. yeah, so I've, I've obviously been hammering the, the magnesium lately. Um, well, because what, what magnesium will be doing for you will be um, relax, relaxing those muscles. So, so when you've got, you know, for example, um, around the, the blood vessels and the arteries, if you've got high levels of calcium, um, they'll be stiff, and you there's muscles, small muscles around your arteries, it helps you pump the blood. 
blood mm. vessels, arteries, all have you know muscles around them, okay, to help you pump the blood. With calcium uh, plaque building up in the, in, in the arteries and muscles, you can't pump the blood so much. So you don't get that blood pressure, um, uh, that, that ease of blood pressure to help transport oxygen to the brain. Now, the brain is what, um, about a tenth of our body mass, it, it uses a quarter of our oxygen. You've got to get the blood, you've got to get the blood to the brain and the oxygen to the brain. And magnesium will help relax those areas of stiffness around your shoulders. Um, some people use it around the te um, temples as well, around the neck. Um, when you first apply it, it'll tingle. It's, you know, it, it does itch. But what that is, that's, that's the absorption of the magnesium crystals going into the body. But you just need to elevate the magnesium, as you're finding, to break down that calcium and get calcium into the bone and out of the soft tissue. And I know it's not the sole reason, um, but it's certainly, it, there's a direct correlation between the level of magnesium in your body and the amount uh, of, uh, of, of uh, pain and distress you get with headaches and migraines. For so sure. definitely keep that, keep that magnesium going, Stevie. Mm, yeah. For sure. I'll keep hammering it, mate, and um, I'll keep pestering you for some more magnesium after that. Um, <laughs> got it. But yeah, it's good, mate, and, and I think it's, it's good to open up this conversation. And, and it's, I think certainly when people understand it a bit more and they understand, like you say, that sort of easing of the constriction, if you like, of the... Um, well, of the muscles and, and the blood flow is, yeah. is sort of is sort of good for everything. I, I feel and, and um, yeah, I'm 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 on board with that. Um, is this summer? Can you can you think of of, of the milestones that you, that that you've you've had to sort of get across uh, with better you and, and some of the landmarks and, and some of the sort of things? were you know, as a businessman and as someone who's sort of got this this passion and, and 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 you mentioned your why there for it what are some of the things that you've that you've overcome and some of the big things that you, you can see that yeah it's working and and, and we're getting somewhere here well i think uh, the biggest thing is 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 communication you know it's, it's a fundamental element in every walk of life and um what i had was it, i had an absolutely total belief in my product you know, because I tried it myself. You know, it was it, it, it transformed my life. It's one of these things you have to try, like 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 you have, Stevie. But of course, that's okay. For you know, you can take over the world one person at a time. But it's a pretty slow process. So you when you start a business, you think, how can I, how can I communicate this to other people? And the first thing I thought would be, people are just going to think I'm an absolute fraud. Now I'm entering this most amazing industry. It's natural health industry, you know, vitamins, minerals, supplementation with some really good people, you know. And, I'm, and I have to say, you know, it's, it's the one industry where I owe so much to so many people because they're so generous with their time. You know, everybody's out really ostensibly to help other people. Um, and I thought people are just going to find me out, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. like I've, uh, I, I've got a, you know, I've got 10 this. I, I believe it works, but. Do I know what I'm talking about? And so with, um, with, uh, with magnesium in particular, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Welsh originally, so my folks were from um, Pembrokeshire. So on a trip back to see my mum one day, I was, I was passing the furthest west coast of Wales. I was passing Cardiff. I thought, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a left here, and I'm going to go into Cardiff University and see if I can talk to someone. And uh, the first car park 
um, that you get into is opposite the head of uh, the, the, the pharmacy pharmacology school. It's just one of these random things. Anyway, so I walked into <laughs> All right, from there. <laughs> you know, that's it, you know? I, I walked in the front door and there was a receptionist there and I asked uh, if there's anybody there I could speak to about my product. And she said, uh, she said well, yeah, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Hurd's here. And he was literally around the back of the desk. And Charles Hurd is head of pharmacy and pharmacology at Colorado University. And I said, I had my little product here. And I said, look, I was wondering if you could help me test this and prove it actually does go through the skin. And thinking he's going to tell me to you know, either sling the hook or, or, or just totally confuse me with science. He said, well, yeah, I've got a, I've got a, uh, a room full of um, a master's students upstairs who all need something, a project. To, to help prove or disprove. And he said, yeah, I've got some very hungry guys upstairs who love the challenge. And that was it. I went, okay. So we discussed how he's going to do it. And um, it's funny, since then, he's, he's, he's absorption tested every one of better used products. I mean, we don't launch a product if, if Charles and his team haven't uh, absorption tested. Um, so yeah, so, so you know, talking about milestones, that communication... The confidence of communication has to come from not only just personal belief, but also a validation from an expert, so for me. And when Charles said, right, Andy, good news. Yeah, magnesium, the elemental form of magnesium passes through the dermal layers when applied in a chloride form. It works, Andy. I went, right. And that transformed the company because all of a sudden, you know, it emboldens you. Yeah. Now, next stage is is you've got to, you've got to break down the uh, you know the resistance, and there is a lot of resistance. This is actually quite a traditional industry. Um, you know, ever since day one, people have been taking tablets and capsules. If you ingest it, you absorb it. You'd think, you know, but more and more, I, I was starting to see the fact that people were struggling with malabsorption issues like Crohn's disease or celiac disease or um, pancreatic enzyme disorder, colitis, IBS, all these issues will impact on how you absorb nutrients from food, but in particular from a condensed form of an isolate, like a tablet or a capsule. And I'm thinking there's got to be a better way. There's, you know, we just assume, eat it, absorb it. No, it's not the case. And we're seeing that from our nutrients from food as well. So I knew that I had something here. So I've got validation from, from you know, experts. More and more now, people are starting to use the magnesium for clinical trials. Um, so then you just have to keep on talking. And we didn't have millions and millions of pounds to advertise. So it's about going to grassroots. It's about using, and I must admit, I owe a lot to you know, athletes and sports professionals like yourself who seem to just, A, understand themselves, understand their body's needs, and they're really critical about what they take, you know? So if it doesn't work, they just know because they know how they felt yesterday. They know how they feel today. Um, and if they can see a benefit, the other thing is you're gracious enough to share. I, you know, we're not a sports brand, but definitely this, you know, our effectiveness and the communication of which has been built around a lot of sports professionals talking and sharing about their experience. So, yeah, and, you know, 14 years on now, um, you know, I, 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 I'm awestruck by the fact that, you know, we still don't really talk about magnesium much in the media, 
But the people who do know about us and know about you know, magnesium oil use it and use it to great effect and share their, their, their experience. So, you know, we're, we're growing and suddenly, you know, you get to a point where if enough people start sharing, it really does make a big impact. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm in awe of that. You know? So that, that's been great. And, you know, you know, Boots, Boots have taken it on the barrage really well, you know, Waitrose, Amazon. Suddenly, we're in the mainstream. We're as a little niche company. Prove ourselves. I was asked to speak, and I've been a, a lecturer for, for a number of years at the Institute for Optimal Nutrition. And I have to pinch myself. I thought, you know, I used to sell jeans, you know, and, and now I'm lecturing in, in magnesium. Um, but I just think, you know, if you're going to do something, do it properly and listen to experts and suddenly you become immersed. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment. Uh, I, was, I, was, um, I, was, I was approached by, by HarperCollins to, to, to write a book. Uh, and I started set the cogs going. And, um, you know, the team here said it would be quite a good thing, Andy. Yeah. And you'd have thought, actually, for lockdown, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be going through it. Perfect time. <laughs> uh, yeah, wouldn't it? You'd have thought that. <laughs> Um, but I'm not yet. Um, but I, I have started writing it, and magnesium plays a, a major part because it's such a fundamental element for for a healthy body. You know, you know, you will be more resistant to stress, both emotional stress and physical stress. Um, recovery will be greater if you have higher levels of magnesium, more flexible. It's just part of it. And you know, talking 100, 150 years ago, um, you know, it's prevalent in the diet. You know, we 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 ate what we grew, um, fresh fruit and vegetables, no, um, you know, fungicides or pesticides, you know, it, 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 it was high levels of magnesium and that's dropped considerably over the past 100 and 150 years as we've gone into mass production, mass, mass storage and highly processed foods. Um, and if anything, I think this lockdown is, 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 is teaching us a little bit more about appreciating the art of you know cooking itself, and maybe the provenance of the ingredients that we use. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it, you know, magnesium's just been just been so so important, and I think will be increasingly so in certain societies. You look at Germany or France. You know, a GP will the first question they'll ask will be a dietary one, and they'll check your magnesium levels before they'll give you a, a you know drug. You know, the, the, get the yeah. basics right first. Over here, straight through to a prescription, straight yeah. through to, 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 you know, to a drug. And it's the same for B12, same for vitamin D, you know, uh, intraoral sprays. Again, introduced to me by, by Charles. Um, in fact, we were sitting down having a coffee. Um, he was breaking the news to me that, that my latest magnesium product, this was a while ago, um, had failed absorption tests. I, I added aloe vera to magnesium oil and menthol and a few other things. And basically, aloe vera um, fundamentally stopped magnesium absorption through the skin. So that, right. that was that product said. He said, what are you working on next? And I said, oh, vitamin D. Now, I looked at the trials that have been produced in the States, and it was, it was hockey sticking. It was going up and up and up. And I thought, where there's clinical studies, there's a commercial um, opportunity. Um, and the studies were just getting more and more. And they haven't stopped, to be perfectly honest. And as you rightly said at the start of this, you know, um, there's more and more studies looking at vitamin D and COVID-19, you know, for, you know, um, you know, inflammation, um, control and, uh, and immunity. Um, but, but Charles said, you know, what's your next product? I said, vitamin D. He said, in what form? I said, an oil-based capsule, aspirin oil. And he said, well, what about an oral spray? 
again, listen, you know, an oral spray. He said, yes, we've just done a trial, he said, a while ago, uh, on um, an oral spray that was basically based on quinine, and it was an anti-malarial oral spray. He said, look, the vast majority of deaths from malaria are infants under one years old. An infant can't take a tablet or capsule. They may be 60, 100 kilometers away from the nearest doctor who could administer an injection. So what would be easier than a very cheap quinine-based oral spray that the mother or father can just spray into their child's mouth as a preventative for malaria? And I just thought, this is genius. And I said, what, it will be absorbed in the mouth. He said, well, give me the liquid and I'll test it again. So um, I did. And my oil-based capsule suddenly became uh, an emulsion as an oral spray. And that created the, the, the next half of Better You, which is our range of oral sprays, pill-free supplementation. And again, it's, it's the genius of somebody else. You just have to uh, listen just... to it and take it, take it on. <laughs> Uh, listening it's the key isn't it yeah it is mate it is mate and um, yeah I'm, I'm sure I well I'm sure and I hope that we do a lot more work together Andy um, you know I think the the sort of stuff that we're aligned with is is, is brilliant and it's um, you know I'm, I'm certainly um, ravaging the, the magnesium at the minute and I hope it continues to help me um, but amazing thanks for, for sharing that with us thanks for sharing us your, sharing your story with us um, the Wrangler and, and the uh, Glasgow failed magazine in part two mate um, it all makes up for a good story and, and I'm glad you found that the passion and, and, and that one thing that you can be um, fully fully in and immersed in and believed in mate so thanks for coming on Andy it's been brilliant thank you Stevie it's been a pleasure it really has I wish you the best mate